0: Welcome to the podcast where we talk about building a culture that fosters creativity, attracts, and retains top talent. I'm Andrea Inkstrom, the president of the Jillian Agency, a branding and advertising agency in Topeka, Kansas. With me is Ronnie Murphy. He is a senior strategist and copywriter on our team. As an agency, we create brands, websites, videos, and all kinds of media. But one of the number one reasons that clients reach out to us is because they need to look like a cool company to work for. So talent attraction is the greatest challenge for nearly every industry that we meet with. So today, Ronnie and I are going to be talking about the bajillion agency story and some of the things that we did early on to create the culture that we have today, allowing us to scale up quickly and attract top-notch creative talent. Yeah.
1: And I think, so one of the things that I love about this opportunity, so we have so many stories to tell of opportunities we've had to work with clients, but I think it's really important for us to maybe talk about our own origin story first. So we're about four years into this thing and we've been fortunate enough to between all of the companies within the sisters organization, we've just hired our 29th employee, which over a four year period is just astronomical growth and (laughs) it comes with lots of challenges, lots of fun. Um, But I think to understand kind of where, how we've gotten to this point, we probably want to talk about how it all got started and, and, where we came from. So, you want to? Do you want to talk about that? Just sort of talk about the origins of the agency and and the foundation that we built to get this thing kicked yeah. off. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I was a business coach in our firm, which were an action coach business coaching franchise, mm-hmm. um, working with my dad, and I'd been doing marketing consulting for several years. Um, but my real dream was to have an ad agency. And now it's, you know, marketing and advertising is my real passion and branding and storytelling. Um, so my dad and my husband and I officially launched Bajillion Agency and Motovike Films at the end of 2015 um, with just a couple of team members. So there was like five of us at the time. Um, and we we started out hiring friends who we could afford and who we were willing to train just to get started. Um, and that was like before we actually launched as an agency. Um, But then we realized that if we were really going to make this thing take off, then we needed to hire people that were better than us. At the things that, you know, that we're not as strong as. Mm-hmm. And that's a really key piece is like recognizing what your strengths are and what they are not. Mm-hmm. And so um, one, of our, one of our first hires um, was Kip Kreisinger. He's our creative director. Super phenomenally talented, um, creative. And then shortly after, we hired one of his great old friends, <laughs> a brilliant copywriter who also is great at helping pitch cl- new clients. And that was Ronnie Murphy. Yes. <laughs> So, um, Ronnie, if you would, you were there, like you know, right at the beginning, at the origin. So, talk about some of the things that we did early in the company that helped form our culture. So, I'm, I'm thinking about like some of the things that we did to celebrate when we would win a new client. Sure. Okay.
1: Um, and I would think I would say like that in itself is a unique thing and is such a key piece of what we do and what we've made it successful. Just that idea of celebrating wins, and Mm -hmm. we talk about it all the time, and we have leadership. Josiah is an example of that, Mm -hmm. is such a champion for just always wanting to celebrate wins and the good things. And it doesn't always mean a new client. Like Getting a win doesn't mean we just signed a new project. It means Mm -hmm. we created something cool, or getting a positive email from a client is a win. And we want to celebrate that. And and early on, we created a culture that was – really keen on that when we were super small and there were four of us I think one of my favorite things one of the first things we started to do to celebrate when we would get a new client is we had a brass bell I think it's this guy right here yeah Yeah, so the brass bell and we take this brass bell and when as soon as a client would say yes we would ring that bell and it's ridiculously loud in a small (laughs) space so you can't ignore it and everybody comes out and we would announce who the new client was and then we would all pass around plastic cups, and we would pour a <laughs> shot of whiskey, and it was just this, this communal event, and it just felt so different. But it was yeah. just so exhilarating, and it made it so much fun every time we signed, every yeah. time we signed a new client. Everybody was involved in the excitement, yeah. And so it, it really, I think, drove home the sense of community and the sense of belonging and the sense of ownership uh-huh. amongst everybody in yeah. the organization. Yeah. So we always celebrated wins I think you know just that theme of celebrating each other and celebrating the things we like Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things I think we're known for or or we hear a lot about and we sure talk a lot about is what we call a bajilla jam and so it's that idea that on a Friday afternoon we grab guitars we play music together it -hmm. provides us it initially provides us a creative outlet outside of what we do so it's not designing or writing or coding a website it's it's a chance to play music and have fun and be creative in a different way. That idea was really, it was born out of, and I think it was born out of boredom. So when you, uh, <laughs> yeah. when we first started and we had like two clients come Friday afternoon, we could be out of work. We ran out of things to do. And I think one day we looked around and, realized that everybody that was working for us was a musician. Yeah. And so we encouraged everybody to bring a guitar or a drum set or
0: a banjo. Th- the banjo, whatever, <laughs> whatever
1: you played. And we sat around and we we just played music together and we just enjoyed being around each other and doing something that brought us joy outside of yeah. of doing that work. And it, you know, the first time it was just a well that sounds like fun. Let's do it. And I think the as soon as that first one ended, we said Let's do that again. We should like, do, that more, sure we like, do that Let's make sure we do that on purpose.
0: Yeah, I remember a piece of advice that someone who had worked at an agency for you know 20 years or something, piece of advice that that she gave me. She said never stop playing music together. She said that bajilla jam is is the thing that as you grow, you you get so busy that maybe you stop having fun. Yeah. You forget why you started in the first place. You forget why you like each other so much, and you're just crazy busy. And it's, you know, as we've grown, that's something that I've, I've thought about a lot is like, how do we keep that? Mm-hmm. How do we keep that sense of community, that culture, that, you know, just that element of fun going. Um, so it's,
1: it's, I think what's yeah. interesting about the Jam is that it looks very different even today than yeah. it did four years ago. So mm-hmm. when we first started and everybody on the team plays an instrument or is musical in some way, well, 25 employees later, that's not the truth. Not everybody is interested in playing music and not everybody sings or has an interest and talent, but they love to hang out with each other. So it looks very different today. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that's been beautiful about something that happened very naturally. It also has evolved Mm -hmm. very naturally. It's become, you know, today it's – there's usually a group of us that sit around a table and play guitars because that's what we like to do. We have groups that – bring games because that's what they like to do and they play games
0: mm-hmm.
1: some people just want to drink a margarita and <laughs> and blow off some steam
0: yeah um,
1: it's it, achie- it achieves the exact same thing right you know it still has the same feel as it did the yeah. first began it's just it's organic to who we are mm-hmm. today the way the Bajilla jam reflected who we were four years ago mm-hmm. the version that it is today reflects mm-hmm. who we are now
0: yeah yeah you know as we were as we were starting the company, You know, the Bajilla Jam is something that we do for fun and I was really inspired by a couple of companies um, that I had seen before starting Bajillion or before starting Bajillion. Um, One was a company that we got to tour when we were, when I was in coaching certification. So we got to tour the Zappos building, um, which is a company obviously that's known for their, their incredible company culture. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, a highly desirable employee. Um, And they were one of the first, you know, to pull back those curtains and publish their, their culture, their book of culture each year. I mean, like they, they, They like show us what their magic is. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I thought was really, really cool about them and and really unique was that as we were touring the building, you know, you expect corporate headquarters to be a sea of cubicles and be very, you know, like white box or or cut and dry. Um, But everybody at Zappos, they, they have like, you know, up desks and um, and they're all in like pods or communities, you Mm -hmm. know, where they're all together, but they encourage um individualism there. So everybody's desks looked ridiculous when we're walking around. Or or pods would have like decorated, you know, in a certain theme and call and like named their group or something like that. Um, but it just created this almost like carnival fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And you could tell who the like really Interesting, fun people were, or what people's personal interests were, because they encouraged self-expression, and I was like, "Oh, I love this! Like, that's the kind of thing that I really want." At our, you know, when I when I have a company, that's something that that I want is for people to not be afraid to to be who they are. Like, yeah. bring your weird. We like you. Like, like just be you. And what's what's different about you is is what's great about you. Mm-hmm. You know, um another another company that I remember I toured, and this was maybe a decade ago or so um, was uh, it was after I attended the Great American Beer Fest in Denver one year. We toured New Belgium Brewery, um, which is known for their fat tire beer. Um, and they have all those red bikes and, they, uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they give all their their um, employees a bike after a year and they encourage people to, you know, have a healthy lifestyle and ride bikes to work and stuff like that. But the thing that stuck with me the most was at the end of their tour- brewery tour, um, is a twisty slide, and everybody on the tour uh, is invited to ride the twisty slide down to the brewing floor. Yeah. And they've got a ping pong table that's down on the brewing floor, so you can like peek through the windows and see the guys like when they're waiting. Like if if the the you know machine stops for some reason, you know there's a ping pong table to to like have some fun. But um, but this twisty slide is there, and they use it as a way to tell their story of their points of culture. And one of their points of culture is have fun, like. Just have fun, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a big difference than what we see from a lot of companies today right. that um that I think is really unique and it's something that, you know, when when we started doing Bajilla Jam, I was like, yes, this is like this is like what I want. But it for us, you know, we don't have a brewing floor yet that you can <laughs> ride a twisty slide down to. Um, but we we found a way that was really authentic yep. to who we are to to have fun and yeah. um, and it and I like and I do like how it's evolved over yeah, the years. Yeah, I think
1: you've I think you've actually keyed in on something that's really important because I think most people have that that experience. They look at a company that's doing something cool or or innovative because you see those stories and you see mm-hmm. those things make headline. You Google is always. Like an example, they always become this epitome for company culture and right. everybody's got a cafeteria and they, they've got a cereal bar and they have sound deprivation chambers. And they just have these absolutely ridiculous amenities and people look at that. And I think as, as a small business starting out, you look at something like that and go, well, we're not a billion dollar enterprise. Yeah. We can't do something like that. And I don't think that's what you have to do to have mm-hmm. a good company culture. That's not what makes good company culture. It is... Mm-mm about doing something that is true to who you are that expresses your values, something that expresses your appreciation mm-hmm. for the people that are inside your organization and just just keeping it true to who you are yeah you know and I think that I mean I don't need a sound deprivation chamber. I love playing guitar you yeah. know so yeah do something that is true to you and you're gonna attract I think yeah. the type of talent. That you want in mm-hmm. your organization.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to do things that are meaningful to the individuals that are part of your team. Right. Um, you know, and also like celebrating who they are outside of work, like mm-hmm. caring about who they are outside of work. Yeah. Because like, you know, n- nobody here would know that you play banjo unless you told them, um, or a bunch of other instruments that you play. How many instruments do you play? Uh,
1: four or five four or five, yeah. four or five or six or <laughs> yeah. ten or whatever yeah, yeah right
0: um yeah. but but like inviting people to share something about themselves sure. that's just them mm-hmm. um, and that's personal for them and it doesn't yeah. have to do with what they do here at work it's just who they are and what they care about yeah. like i think that's part of what makes it part of of a great culture is like caring about who your people are outside yeah. of yep. when they're here from eight to five you know
1: yeah, it so. makes up, this is the only place I get to come where people appreciate that I play banjo because I tell you very <laughs> yeah. much, like at home, they don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, but it's not just all fun and celebrating here mm. at Bajillion. So um, I remember when you first started here, you told me one of the things that was really attractive to you about working here um, was something that we shared with you about what You know what our culture yeah I think it's my
1: onboarding process my day one Mm -hmm. at the agency still stands out to me it made such a an impression on me you know so first of all I started on a Friday the 13th which is a bad omen right it's just a weird that's a lucky day day. (laughs) (laughs) um But I remember sitting down, I remember sitting down with you Mm -hmm. and we reviewed the employee handbook, which one of the larger sections is our points of culture. So as an agency, as an organization, we have 14 points of culture Mm -hmm. that we display and that are non-negotiables in the organization. Uh And I remember reading through those with you and then later that night taking them home to show my wife and say this is different. This just feels like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I think I found home, you know, which feels so good because I've had, I've had a lot of jobs in my life. Like it was kind of a joke (laughs) at our house for a (laughs) while, how frequently I changed. Uh I've changed jobs, but I think I just, it's because I was forever looking for the place where I could grow
0: yeah. Confidently
1: and feel good every day about the work I'm doing and about the people that I'm doing that work with, and that's nothing against the jobs that I've I've sure. held before or the people that I've worked with because mm-hmm. I've been in great organizations, but this is just to this day still so much different than anything else that I've experienced or or has been out there. Yeah, you know, and I know I don't share. I I share that feeling with mm-hmm. everybody that's that's come through.
0: Yeah. So one of the things we do when we're onboarding is we we read those things out loud together. Mm -hmm. So we kind of go back and forth and we take turns and and I'll have you read one and then I'll read one and you read one and, and I'll read one. And then I ask... Um, you know, what's the point of culture, what, what two or three points of culture resonate with you most mm-hmm. right now? Um, so for you, what's, what's that one right now that resonates yeah. with you most? So
1: I think, uh, we wanna point out, so we're gonna share these, right, in the, oh, in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, So yes. w- we won't waste time re- reading all 14 right, here, just, yeah. um, but we'll share those so that people listening or watching have an opportunity Yeah, to. we'll have
0: them in the notes um, on the, uh, with the podcast yep. and on the website.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, so from day one, and to this day, the, the value that sticks with me, that, is, that resonates most with me is, is balance. Mm. And so it is that idea of finding a balance between work life and home life and that understanding that if my life is wholly dedicated to work, I can't be the husband and the father and the man I want to be mm. outside of the office environment mm. and then vice versa if I'm only focused Mm-hmm. on getting out of work and, and mm-hmm. home stuff. I'm not contributing the way mm-hmm. I should be contributing here. And it always stuck out to me because, you know, I've worked, at, I've worked jobs. One of my first jobs had me on the road for nine months out of the year. Oof. And so I was never home and I was always,
0: mm-hmm.
1: always busy. And life was always dedicated to work. The My position right before I came to bajillion agency, I was a one man shop. And so... Mm-hmm. I was running social media channels, checking the website, monitoring PR. Um, you know, the the organization ran six days out of the week, which means mm-hmm. I had to be on six days out of the week. I was checking my phone, I was mm-hmm. checking email, yeah. always working, and so I never got to shut it off, mm-hmm. you know, and, and home suffered. Mm-hmm. And then when home suffers, work suffers, because yeah. I become bitter yeah. at work, and I, mm-hmm. And I know that's a challenge for a lot of people. So for me, it's always been balance. Just that understanding and, and expressing that idea that we value
0: mm-hmm. balance
1: because we know you have to take care of yourself outside of work mm-hmm. to be effective yeah. inside work. So
0: yeah, I, I you know I think one of the things that a lot of employers forget is that when you're stressed, it is very difficult to be creative when you're happy you can be 3 times as creative mm-hmm. as when you are stressed. Yep. And so if you know if you're working too many hours or you're you know you're stressed because your home life is suffering because you're working too many hours, it's very difficult to be a brilliant copywriter or artist or mm-hmm. you know salesperson even if you're you know if you're if you're working under stress all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that that's something that's really important to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What
1: about you? When is your
0: um, point okay. of
1: so,
0: Yeah, so my, my favorite point of culture out of the 14 that we will share with everybody um, on the website, my favorite is, I never thought I would say this, but my favorite is systems. And and it's sure. funny because I am, I am rebellious at heart. I, I have always had a core belief that the rules do not apply to me. Um, but uh, the reason that I love systems and I've, I've learned to love systems is because we have... You know, as part of our values here, we always look for a systems solution before we go to blame people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having great systems allows us to not only be more efficient, do more with less. Um, have more organization and less chaos allow you know when you're onboarding a new team member they can have more confidence because they know what to do because there is you know a system to run we're all on the same page because there is a page you know like there's a page that that the systems on but we you know we write down our systems um, but you know we even meet once a week as a leadership team to talk about what are our challenges and how mm. do we come up with a systems right. solution so that we don't have that challenge again? And yep. we're not sitting here a year from now talking about how we have this same challenge yep. again. Um, and it's just been transformational for us um, to focus on building those systems. Yep. And so my rebellious heart is a lover of the <laughs> systems now.
1: I, the thing about systems <laughs> for me, because I've, I've had a similar, similar warming up to them because yeah. on on the surface, it seems weird and nerdy to say (laughs) I value systems, but what, what, what I think it does is it, it kind of safeguards us or it gives us those guide rails Mm -hmm. that allow emotion to come out of the situation when emotion can be a problem. So if you look at really hard times that every business faces, you know, if it's, if you got to tell somebody that they're not a good fit for the team anymore, right? but you have a, a system mm-hmm. in place, you know, we then, anytime that's happened with us, we've gotten to go back and say, where did we go wrong in our system? Right. Not, oh, that was a, that was a people problem or mm-hmm. that, that individual, yep. you know, was the issue. It's always been, where did we go wrong? Where, where did the system fail? how do we make sure that never happens again?
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's it's so critical. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it may seem odd to have an advertising agency that's talking about culture. So Ronnie, please share, um, why do we bring this into every conversation that we have with clients? Yeah, I
1: think it's, for us, it becomes a point of differentiation. Yeah. So we want to do the best work possible for clients. And so what we begin every transaction with is talking to a client about, branding. So we say we are brand builders, we are brand storytellers. And the first thing we have to do is educate a client on this idea that the brand is so much more mm-hmm. than just your logo. You know, it goes well beyond the website. It's not just your social media presence. It's not the motivational posters that are hanging up in your break room. It is, it is the representation of, it's all of those things but all of those things represent the core values that you hold dear. So when we start a branding process, we wanna to talk to people about what they truly believe in, what they, what they value most, what they believe, what they're willing to defend, what they're willing to fight for, what is a non-negotiable for them. Because with all of those things in place, we start to paint a foundation, or we start to create that foundation of who they are, how we wanna tell the world how, who they are, and all of this happens before we even turn anything over to a designer or mm-hmm. a web developer. We have to know what are those what are those things that are most important to you because the audience wants to know that. They want to know that you are an organization that they can align with. Yeah. So, they want to know that the values that they care most about that they are aligning themselves with organizations yes. that also hold those values dear. And that's not just from a purchase standpoint. Mm-hmm. That's also from an employment standpoint. Right? You want to work at an organization where you trust what they have to say and you agree with what they have to say, because that means every day you get to get up and go to work and do something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that that is what people are looking for today mm-hmm. in in employers and in in making a purchase. Right. And so we have to start there. And so you you're right, it seems odd that this is where we want to start or that we would even start a podcast where we're talking about nothing but culture and values because it seems like we should be talking about color palettes and <laughs> you know, adjective choices and (laughs) mobile friendly websites. And we do all of that. Right. But none of that matters. You can have a beautiful logo and you can have the best colors and your site can be dialed in and completely mobile friendly. But if it doesn't say anything that means anything, it doesn't
0: matter. Right. Right. You know, I, we always say that two of the most powerful words in brand building are the two most powerful words in the world I believe mm-hmm. and that's me too. Mm-hmm. So when your brand reflects the values and beliefs of the people that you serve and the employees that you hire that's where magic can happen mm-hmm. and then they want to align themselves with your brand. People yep. don't just buy products now. They yep. they want to align themselves with a the brand. Yep. And so you want to be the kind of brand that An employee an individual a person wants to align themselves with and so much of you know our jobs today are how we how we tie up our identity because Mm -hmm. think about that if we go if we go you know to a networking event or go meet someone new what's what are the things that we ask we say what's your name what do you do yep and then we say who we work for and that that's our identity today and so it's so critical that an employee can say with pride who they work for and know that when they say that, that that brand means something about who they are as an individual too. And it aligns with their values and how they see themselves. And so it's, it's really important that companies know, know who they are and are projecting that in an authentic way. And that when somebody shows up to work every day, they can represent those values. Like, um, like they would represent their own family name.
1: Yeah, so. I, and I think that's, if you look at cause marketing, that's why yeah. cause marketing oh, yeah. is so successful. So there are brands out there that do it well. There's Life Water and Toms mm-hmm. and organizations where when I, as a consumer, align with them or I make a purchase, I'm furthering my values because I'm I'm not just getting something, I'm giving something. So mm-hmm. those are really easy examples of organizations that purport their, mm-hmm. their values. But for me, and I think what we do well and what is the most fun is how do you get that same reaction out of a construction company or out right. of a, a dentist or right. you know, out of it, yeah. you know, a, any type of professional service? And the reality or the truth is, that I think we found over and over again is you can do it. Mm-hmm. All of those organizations have a heart. They all have an identity. They all have a set of core values and getting your employees to become the brand champions and express those values mm-hmm is such an important step. And it's such an important first step in building any sort of brand and creating any type of a following Mm. and getting trust and loyalty from a consumer.
0: Right, right. My, I, I love sharing with people our, our key message points as a company at bajillion agency. So we say we are a band of infinite dreamers and honest storytellers. We use design strategy and grit. To help our clients change the world, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, I always say my favorite part of that is the part where we talk about being honest storytellers, mm-hmm. and that the the type of stories that people want to hear are the story where they are the hero. And I think it's so important that uh, you know a company doesn't try to make themselves the hero, but they focus on how they're, yep. um, you know, when they're recruiting, they focus on their employees and how their team is the hero of the company, not the brand or the the company itself saying, look at how great we are. Don't you want to work for us? We Mm -hmm. say, no, you are great. And we want you to work with us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the message that people want to hear when they're recruiting. So, well, everybody, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and a review for us and share it with a friend and be sure to join us next time. Uh, Thanks friends.
1: Thank you.